I'm Joshua Patterson, and this is the Service Please Snack. So, um, final. Final, yeah, the, fi the final thing, which I always find really fascinating to understand where people's heads are at, and within London, and also I, I, probably one of the best people to ask, um, where would be your favourite place in London to go for food? Um, and for people to be able to see, and is it something that's not on the app, which would be quite, is it like a no, hidden place for you? You're like, right, this is I my secret spot and I'm not going to give it to people. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, our top 10 is always, to be honest, where we think is the best. Like, the thing is, it's because I'm in it and because I try amazing places, it's actually always quite relevant in real time. So, like right now, they're always the ones that jump to my head, like Firebird and Soho. Uh, female, it sounds like I'm banging on about females, but it just happens. They're like these two amazing women from Russia who come over and set up just the most beautiful... Like, it's just a beautiful restaurant, so with like an open kitchen that all of the dishes were amazing and it, it's just constantly stood out to me recently. As a premium member, you can also get a perk. Um, it's a glass of natural wine. But that, that's great. I mean, Bubala, the new Soho site, again, there's been an influx in Soho. Unreal. Unreal. So if you love that, Unreal. try Fire, but just, just Unreal. Blown away. Um, <laughs> Decimo at the Standard's always one of my favourites. I mean, extortionately expensive, but like, stunning, I mean, stunning setting, amazing food. I'm trying to think what else I it's absolutely good vibes. love. Yeah, it's great vibes. Bruto and Bruto is amazing. Like, I think Russell Norman has just brought Florence to London oh, and yeah. delivered it so brilliantly. And I just love him. I love what he's done. Um, he then, I then went to Florence off of his recommendations and can see the dishes that inspired him, and that was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, I think they're all in the top four. Yeah. Baron Jack is loved by everyone. That's just my top ten right now. Yeah. But then I go on my favourites. But those are the ones that stand out to me right now. My friend Tim also has got a great restaurant called Kaya in Notting Hill that's winning like rave reviews left, right and centre. I actually haven't been there yet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> apparently amazing. And my brother went and out, literally goes back every week. So those are my favourites. Yeah. But it, it, it moves and changes yeah. because we see all of the new stuff. Um, but that right now is probably my top. Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, oh, I went Dubai. actually. Did you have the Dobles? Yeah, I did have the Dobles. They're fantastic. All the team had just come back from Florence. It was really great. Oh. And they were all really inspired. Russell was actually sitting next to us. And he was just there at the bar, just chilling and just overseeing yeah. everything. And, and I, I love that. I love that he's there every day. I yeah. love, like, to me, I'm like, no wonder your restaurant is, is doing well because you are on the floor overseeing it. And I've seen that Firebird, Cricket, they're yeah. always there. Yeah. And they, they also know people when they walk in. I think that, that level lifts service. Yeah. They're like, they know what's going on. He'll always find you a table. I don't know. I think if it, when you're looking for that extra thing in a restaurant, I think when the owner's there, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, completely. I was there with a guy called Matt Carver and he yeah. owns the cheese bar. He's got pick and oh, cheese cool. at Seven Dials and stuff like that. And, you know, I, when I interviewed him, he was like, I, would, I aspire to be like Russell Norman kind of things. So, and, and I think it's those things. And the one thing in which you hit on, it's like that restaurant transports you. And yeah. you go in there and you were like, I am not in London anymore. And I think and it's that's what's... No, that's it's very, I love it. No, it is, it is really accessible. It's so really accessible. I just love it. So I'm sure you have to go for many meals with many people. And yeah. I'm sure there are lots of things in which you always are trying to break bread and gain knowledge and conversation and things like that. But is there anyone in particular that maybe is not in your like world in which you'd be like, God, I'd really love to be able to sit down and just pick their brain over a couple it's of things. It's funny because it's not normally a foodie. I think most people would pick like chefs. I'm actually not a foodie. I didn't build this. Like the reason I didn't want it to be a foodie app is I love the experience. I really care about walking in and feeling something. So it's never like, I'm very big on like where I want to be. Like, it's gonna sound awful because I, 
because Facebook's so hated, but like if I could sit with Zuckerberg, he's been, and as bad as it is, like he's still a hero to me. He's still built an incredibly huge businesses and like God knows what he's actually like, but hero of mine. I'd love to sit with Bob Iger, um, the, the CEO of Disney. I read his book. I mean, firstly, genius title. It's called Ride of a Lifetime. Um, <laughs> it's great. great. It's great. Um, but the le- I mean, it was just really, really written well. And the lessons as a CEO, I think that he not only brings about through the book, like to sit with him, I think would be really empowering to learn from. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else that like those two always spring to mind for me. One as a CEO, just one as a hero of like tech. Um, Whitney Wolfhard, only one female founder in tech, but actually because there's people bring a, bring up a lot of the time that there's a big crossover between one's in and dating. Because so if you need to, if you, as soon as you find a date, you you need a place to eat. So it's actually on my radar. So I think that's probably why it's in my head to have a conversation with Bumble about how we can link the two in a very smart way because there is there is, it just makes so much sense, but it needs to be done cleverly. Um, and also she's just a hero in what she's done as well. I think she went and built the business and she did it. Um, so they're probably my top three. I don't think anyone else. I actually think I love that. And the dating thing, it's like, I didn't think about it until you've just said it. And I'm just like, oh my God, one's own is the best place. Like just to be able I, to like look great in front of like everyone. Just I'm to be able to do. That. So yeah. every, this is going to sound really, again, like boy, girl divide. But like every guy I speak to, he speaks me out of the app. They're like, it's transformed my dating life. And I'm like, they're like the rooftop list, the date night list, the first date drinks list. No girl has ever said that to me. They're like, I love the app. It's really easy. Like I like saving my places. Every single time I speak to a guy, they're like dating. It's great. Smash it. They're like, I used to take the girls to the same place every single time. And I'm just like, oh. it gives you such an insight into like the dating. Even my brother recently, again, he was like, I'll just go back to Kaya. I'm like, don't go to the same place and take different girls to the same place. He's like, yeah, but I know it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm like, but everywhere's going to be good. Yeah. So it is a really funny space. But yeah, like there's an immediate connection, just how we do it. Um, Guys don't change that formula until they go, there was a new date and they see an, a date in which they've also it. taken <laughs> That's when that mantra changes, I feel. But yeah, no, it is a, it's a really funny... It's a good one. Yeah, no, I think, I think, who would you go and sit with? Do you know what? It's a really good question. I've been asking it to so many people and I've always been coming back. One book that I continually read is Let My People Go Surfing, the guy who started Patagonia. Patagonia yeah. Yeah. And Have like, you seen a thing about him recently? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I've not completely like read how it's completely broken down right. and all of the share structures and how is it all going and stuff yeah. like that. But I think that one of the top lines when I got into a little bit was like 100 million per year to like funds and trusts in which they believe are going to be able to shape things. And I'm like, that's an incredible journey to have been on. And just like the whole thing of like, you know, the reluctant CEO and just like all of the things in which were implemented within that organization, I think are absolutely phenomenal. Um, mm. And I think it is really aspirational to be able to maybe, you know, I think one of the quotes was like, change the mindset of capitalism and think about it in a different way. I think there's this thing called, um, if you like that, have you read about... The Grameen Bank, uh, I can't remember oh. what his name is, essentially, Mike, I have to think about it, Micro Lending to Four, he essentially, I can't remember the guy's name at the moment, he wrote the book, he essentially set up the Grameen Bank, which allows micro lending to poor people because bigger banks won't do it. Um, and again, just a similar thing, he talks about social consciousness and social capitalism, which I really like, i.e., there should be an element of investing in businesses, not purely as an investor to make money back for yourself, but to do some form of good as well. And I I think that's really interesting. Like if I had a fund, it would be really cool to invest not only in people and their ideas, but to have some of that should be doing something for social good. 
And I think the next generation will really respond to that as well. It's probably why stuff like Patagonia does so well, because mm. it's tapping into that next generation who care about environmentalism and everything else that goes along with it. Completely. Um, and sustainability. It's why our sustainability lists do well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, he's probably a good person to sit with. And I think what's fascinating as well, it's actually when you can see that it's so pure. And it's, you know, mm. I think it's when older brands now, which you look at, I think one of my friends always said that it's like when it's, um, I don't know, you know when it's like uh, people change their social media handles to maybe the rainbow, all of those kind of things, and it's like actually like why have you, like, it's just so, it just feels so unreal and not really actually pure from the values in which you're trying to go for. Yeah. Whereas like actually when you see someone like that that's actually just spoken through the whole time and it's just like really quite beautiful. I think thing. you have to be true to you. Yeah. I think one's own at the very least is me through and through as much as I could try and separate it. Like I think companies found them, form themselves after their founders. I care a lot about design. One's own is very design led. I care a lot about my brand. Like I think that's where you have to, so I, it's like my team. I know that you can hire for skill and I try to, but I hire a lot on culture because I spend all my time with people and I want to love my team and I want them to love it. And that to me, that loyalty and honesty is more important to me than maybe having the best person in the world at what they do. So I think that that's why Patagonia has done. I'm sure, like that's built around him. Yeah, completely. And then completely. You'll, you'll see what I mean. Yeah, not that Zuckerberg's a hero, but like you know. No, I think there's he is. reasons for why the company probably has shaped the way. Is I don't yeah. know, but yeah. I think there's a lot to be said about founders for their companies. Yeah. I think it will be very fascinating with the whole meta journey now. Obviously, the share price completely and utterly dropped, and now obviously they're completely remodeling, transforming, and mm -hmm. hopefully maybe, I think in their mind going to transform the world again. Um, but even just, I think the thing is, it's like not about sitting with him, it's, it's almost sitting with him as like a business owner. Having gone through all of mm. that, that's huge learning lessons. Yeah. yeah. Like, what a guy. Completely. Um, Natasha, thank you so much indeed for today. It's been a real, real pleasure to sit with you and hopefully um, it's going to be insightful for lots of other people and it will get some so. people to the app as well. I hope you enjoyed that service please snack from the full meal. As promised, Natasha offered premium membership to the One Zone app for three months to all listeners to the podcast. All you have to do is email info at ozone.app to claim your free premium membership. I'm Josh Patterson, and that was Service Please.